Hello, beautiful human beings. I say that because you're made in the image of God and don't you forget it. I also say that because I definitely did forget it. I was very mean to myself the past couple of days. And when I realized that I wasn't, you know, treating myself right, I was like, oh snap, wake up call. I can't be doing this to myself. Anyways, I'm back. <clears throat> I succumbed to a cold two weeks ago. And then last week I had zero to no vocal strain. So that was that. And I'm really living up to the name of inconsistent podcast. But you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to embrace it. So here we are today. We are looking at a passage or a verse and dissecting it, talking about what it meant to me. And hopefully you can take something out of it. Today's passage is Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 through 23. Okay, I have my Bible in front of me. It says, from the time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. So a little background information. And so Jesus is sharing to his disciples and sharing to Peter that what's going to happen is that this suffering must take place. And obviously this brings about a lot of confusion to them because it's something they can't fully grasp yet because, you know, their eyes haven't been revealed. Their mind hasn't been revealed to what's actually going to happen. So the big idea I want to look at is when he says, you're not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. I think of all the countless times the Bible has reiterated that we need to set our mind on the things above. We need to constantly, in um, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it talks about we need to renew our mind, the constant renewing of the mind. And that happens when we're engaged in a relationship with him. Because from Peter's point of view, what he said was not a horrible thing, okay? Peter had all good intentions. He was coming from a very good place. Yet even in those good places, those good intentions were not correct. They weren't right. Because Jesus as a man, as a fully man and yet fully God, his mind, he's the perfect example of someone who has not been swayed and distracted. His mind was exactly on one thing. The purpose of why he was there was to die on the cross um, to save us from our sins right? So every action he did, everything he did that we can look at was because his mind was on that purpose, on that goal. Um, and then Peter is a human. And I think of, you know, us, I think of where we're coming from because we are not perfect and our mind is not always on there. In fact, I feel like my, I lose the idea of purpose like every five minutes. Um, but basically Jesus here is a perfect example of someone who is focused on what is above. He is the perfect example on setting his mind on what needs to be set on. This passage constantly speaks about how our way will not always align with God's way. Because I want you to look at it from Peter's perspective. He was probably really confused about what Jesus was talking about. Like, why would you, Jesus, why would you mention all these horrible things that you're about to go through? This is, I don't want this to happen to you. No way. You're such an amazing teacher. He probably felt confused and he didn't know what's happening. And I think of for us, how many times have we felt confused and we felt like we didn't know what was happening? But Jesus knew and Jesus had the perfect way, the perfect way and the good way and the right way. Um, and the only way we will come to understand the things that are above 
is by spending time with him and letting our mind be in renewal with him. And maybe for Peter, the way of his mind being renewed was to trust in what was going to happen. And you might be in a position where you are confused about a certain thing or um, about what what's happening in your life, the circumstances in your life. And the, and the action that we need to step out into is to trust that Jesus knows the way. Jesus knows what he's doing and he's got you. So again, let's look at Jesus. God's way didn't line up with man's way. There was such a conflict there. And I think of constantly of, oh my gosh, I might have intentions in my life or I might think of a way that my life is supposed to go that doesn't line up with what Jesus is. And this demonstrates the whole like verse where it says, take up your cross and follow me. Because Jesus chose the way and the life of suffering. He knew that as a Christian that he would have to go through this. In order to suffer, something good would come out of it. Like this, he it was supposed to happen this way, right? Jesus lived a life to surrender to God. He constantly surrendered what he wanted. Do you guys remember when Jesus was praying and he had blood, sweat drops just falling down and he was saying, Lord, take this cup away from me. Jesus was suffering even before the cross. He was suffering about the idea of what he needed to go through. Yet he surrendered his will ultimately. And this gets so suffer um this gets so confusing because of the Trinity. So I'm like saying Jesus and Lord and and God and I know that can sometimes be confusing, but just know as when I'm saying Jesus, I'm saying the one that's that the one that was on earth and then God is the one that's in heaven. Uh, another thing that I took away from it was there's a cost to following Jesus. And I think of the verse of, if you um, find yourself, you're gonna lose everything. Oh my goodness, it was actually verses down. I think of Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. What good would it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their own soul? And vice versa, someone who would lose to the whole world and yet gain their soul. And this, man, I just, I just now connected the dots. This happened just verses down. Jesus literally surrendered to live to the will of God. And I think that's what we need to do as Christians and it's gonna be difficult. So in the case that we are Peter, in the case that we have our own plans and we have good intentions, but we don't have the right one, we don't have the godly mindset um, and our mind focused on the will of God, what can we do? The question is that we can spend time with the Lord. As we spend time with the Lord in prayer and letting prayer um, work in us, as we spend time reading the word of God and not just reading it and taking everything for face value, but actually studying, sitting with the word, studying the word and letting it work through you, all that and that quiet reflection with the Lord, that will transform our mind to have the mind of Christ. And But the thing is, we sway. We sway in the wind. When things happen, we get distracted and sidetracked. I think of in Mark chapter 4 how um, it gives Jesus gives that parable of all the seeds just dropped on the soil and the seeds all fall on different pathways. But the one that I feel like we uh, can relate to the most is the one that's choked up from the cares of the world. Verse 19, by the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things, and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. Guys, you can be, we can be a Christian and be unfruitful. 
We can be a Christian and not fully dive into this divine power that Jesus Christ gives us. And just like Peter, we can have good intentions and not follow the will of God. And so, of course, Jesus rebuked him. His mind was not in the place that it needed to be. Um, there's just so many different facets of that I can take away from that verse. And just one of the other ones is just like, you know, how he felt confused. He he didn't understand what was happening. And, and a lot of times we will feel that way in our life. We don't understand what's happening and we're confused. But we have to trust in him. And that takes an action. And um, you have to live it out. Everything you learn and you hear from the word of God you need to live it out. You can't just take it and just say, I know it's head knowledge. You got to live it out. If you're always trusting your gut or just always trusting, you know, what you feel and all that or what you think might be right. Guys, I think of constantly Hiller thought he was doing what was right, yet it was so, so wrong. And I take that little example, um, a little big example as you know, as Christians, we can think we're doing what is right, but if we don't even consult with the Lord and really let Him guide us um, and change our hearts, then we will be in crossroads with what the Lord wants. Um, I don't say this to put fear into you, but just to know that we need to spend time with the Lord. So an encouragement, hopefully. Um, I hope you're not taking fear out of this. Um, just as you read Proverbs, it constantly talks about how man's way is in conflict with God's way. And the only way we'll know God's way is by um, leaning into him for guidance, letting him transform our mind and our hearts and our soul. Um, so I hope that is your prayer, and I hope this blessed you in some way. Bye.